Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Super Sunday get-together, as a matter of fact. Yes, we know there is an ongoing game that you're probably watching. But for those of you who are out and about, you know I'm giving you updates on the game. If anything uh, spectacular happens, I'll certainly pass it along. But we decided to counter-program. And we're doing some towns that have their work cut out for them in 2021 when it comes to sports. And there are some that uh, usually pop up and you think immediately of those towns. This is one that's, while they had major residents in these struggling sports towns over the last several years, if not several decades, they're more on the outskirts these days. They got a couple teams I question. One that actually is coming off a pretty damn good year and may be good again next year. That would be uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And joining us to talk about the pro sports towns in that team, he's a weekend warrior here on CBS Sports Radio, just like yours truly. He is a host on with Anthony Lima on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Our buddy Ken Carmen joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Kenny? Jody Mack, wonderful to talk to you, my friend. Wonderful to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, and uh, thanks for carving out a couple of minutes before the game to hop on board with me today. You heard my intro talking about towns that could have tricky years here in uh, 2021. Your town started it off okay, got something you hadn't had in a long period of time. That was football playoffs, which is exactly what the Browns delivered. Not only that, delivered a win while they were at it, beating their rival Steelers. We'll start with the team that isn't, I think, in dire straits. But how good straits are they in? I know the town was so pumped up when they finally got playoff football back. Now that you've taken a step back from it, does this town still believe that it's only a matter of time before the Browns make a Super Bowl run? Well, that, only a matter of time still feels a little bit, still feels a little surreal. But I think a lot of people are feeling pretty positive about it because you know, Baker Mayfield, for a second, he was doing some things that are deemed terminal for a lot of quarterbacks out there, and then he got he got Kevin Stefanski. Things changed significantly for him uh, in 2020. So I think we look more towards instead of the age-old thing about finding a quarterback the first since Bernie Kosar, it turns into how can we help the defense? How can we, what can we do in the draft to help that defense? What to do with some of the players that might end up being free agents? And it seems to be a little bit clearer than it used to be. Before it was, well, you've got to get a general manager, you've got to get a quarterback, you've got to get a head coach, and it was just the same old conversation. Now at least it's a little bit clearer. So the Super Bowl conversation, people seem to be holding back a little bit on. And maybe it's because of Kansas City. Maybe it's because they know the defense isn't, isn't where it needs to be to go out and really compete. But 
it's certainly a lot more positive conversation than there has been for a long time, certainly in my career anyway. Okay, I'll play a little devil's advocate here, and uh, I will certainly go glass half empty. Don't necessarily believe it, but want to get your take. Yeah. How do we know that Kevin Stefanski isn't a one-year wonder? Whew. Well, yeah, I don't know if you ever can with coaches anymore. I really don't. Because, you know, guys who compete for, for coach of the year, it's usually a big turnaround, obviously. And then it's, and then it's how to sustain that. So I, the only thing I can think of is that he went run game first. And I think guys who can scheme open run games before passing games, because if you're scheming open passing, that's really going to be a heavy reliance on a quarterback. So if your quarterback goes belly up, I wanted to say something different. If your quarterback goes belly up, you're going to be in trouble. He, Sean McVay, and Sean McVay has staying power as well. They scheme out running running plays very well and open up for their running backs and open up for their offensive linemen. And really, he's done a good job of having guys around him that he trusts, that he knows have more experience than him. Most notably, you know, a guy like, uh, like Bill Callahan. Like Bill Callahan and how he runs that offensive line. A guy who's a veteran, a guy who knows what he's doing, a guy who... I think that Kevin trusts implicitly he helps him get things off the ground. Now, Bill Callahan can't be there forever, so he's going to have to pick up what he can pick up before Bill, Bill Callahan were either to take a different job or, or he were to retire. The man is in his 60s. So I think that he's got a great start, but he's going to have to prove it every single year because now there will be expectations to go further. I don't know about Super Bowl, but AFC Championship game compete to that level if they don't. Well, this is the NFL, and people will start to complain just like they would with any coach. So he's been able to extend he's been able to extend the honeymoon period a little bit. People are really happy with him, but I think he's just like a lot of other coaches. You're only as good as your last year, unless your last name's Belichick or, or Tomlin or, or Harbaugh. And the Browns have had a bunch of those guys come in as uh, maybe one-year guys, and you found out all too quickly that they weren't the man for the job. You mentioned his ability to scheme the running game. You're giving them a lot of credit there. How much of it is they just were smart enough to put together a backfield with two uber-talented backs? Well, they got – because I didn't see great Kareem Hunt play for a full season. I mean, it took the eight games he played last year that he was eligible to play last year and then halfway through this year, and then he really started to take off. And he was able to show what he had. So there were some questions there. The other one was Nick Chubb. I mean, good, good town of backs are good town of backs. And Nick did a good job when, when the offense was terrible. But I think there was a difference in how the offensive line played this year, uh, just how they, again, were schemed up. Again, Bill did a great job. And I think with that running game, if he can continue to set that up and to play off the strengths of Baker Mayfield and continue to keep Baker Mayfield calm and not go back to old, bad habits, that, that really sunk him in 2019, then I think they're going to be in good shape. As far as the offense is concerned, there's not a whole lot they have to address. It's just their defense was awful to go into the year. I knew it was god-awful going into the year. And there were a couple of bright spots here and there. They had a lot of turnovers, but it was still pretty awful for the entire year. So that's something that I think a lot of fans are focusing on and figuring out that side of it because they, they feel they're in pretty good hands with Kevin Stefanski so far. One last question for you on the Browns, and it is about the offense. You did everything you did offensively without your biggest name player, your highest paid player, 
but you're also most uh, debatable player, and that would be OBJ. Um, where does he fall into the mix going forward? Uh, as I said, you had the run that you had, and he wasn't even part of it due to injury. Is he okay with where he's at and what he's going to be asked to do with his new role, uh, role going forward, or is this something that the team is going to have to uh, figure out and uh, find out if there's even a place for uh, Beckham on your squad? Well, I think they're going to have to get that figured out. And because they don't, they, they're paying him too much money. And he needs to figure out if he can find a role within the offense. It's, for the first time in his career, it's the other way around, where everybody else had to acquiesce to him. And the offense had to be tailored around him. And it was that way in New York, and it was that way at the beginning in Cleveland. Well, now they were 11 and 5 and won a playoff game without him. So there's a future for OBJ. He just needs to be more amenable to that future with the football team. I hope he can do it. I'm not sure if he can. I have no idea. We, he is such a great debate because the, there's fans who really don't like him. There's fans who adore him. He's very polarizing. But the fans who don't like him think he's a bad teammate. And everyone to a man says he's a great teammate. And that's off the record and on the record. So he now has to figure out what he's going to do to fit in this offense coming off another serious injury instead of the other way around. Our own Ken Carmen here with us talking about the state of Cleveland sports on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's move to the other team in town that has had success of late, but the way things are going this offseason, I don't know if that success can continue. And I'm talking about your baseball team, the Indians, who have made the playoffs for the last five years, have had five consecutive winning seasons but they are surely not spending this offseason like they want to stay in the mix. They make the trade, move Lindor and Carrasco, two big salaries, only get uh, uh, marginal prospect talent in return. Uh, Only the Pirates have a lower payroll than the Tribe. How is this going to play with the Indian fans in Cleveland? Not well. Not well at all. You know, Trevor Bauer just signed that big deal, and his contract per year, $40 million is more than the entire payroll. I think fans have, uh, have grown pretty tired of Paul Dolan. Uh, you know, I, I know that they're a well-run organization. They are. They are. And, uh, you know, Mike Chernoff's a good baseball man. Chris Antonetti's a good baseball man. I do have faith that they, they'd be able to replenish. But I think fans are tired of hearing about what the market is. And I think fans have, rightfully so, um, become tired of ownership. And I can, I can talk about the lease being up in 2023. I can talk about a lot of different things, but I don't think fans want to be scared into their baseball team and, 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 and supporting their baseball team. I don't think they want to do that. And I got, a little, I got to tell you, Jody, I get a little tired of it myself where, you know, there's stories that come out about Paul Dolan, and he's in that Dolan family, and that Dolan family is worth a lot of money. Now, no, that's not his. I get it. But that baseball team – Listed is, is worth $1.2 billion with a B. Now, I don't think he'd get $1.2 billion, but he'd certainly get his investment back. And so fans see that, and they go, why aren't you spending on the team? And then these stories come out about, hey, he's a regular guy just like you. He flies coach instead of flying first class. And I go, I don't want that. As a baseball fan, as a sports fan, fans, professional sports people are supposed to live in a fantasy. I got, I got enough realism in my own real life. I don't need to hear about the owner flying coach and how he, oh, man, he, he roughs it out just like us. No, you're supposed to be bigger and better and all that stuff. You're supposed to be rich. That's what we're supposed to have out of our owners. That's, you're a professional sports owner. 
And really, owners are meant to be disliked anyway. So there's really nothing I could say that's really good for it. I think folks are being ti- are, are tired of being told that their team doesn't have enough money, that they're a ticket-driven organization, and that it doesn't help out that, yeah, they're, they're amongst the bottom in the league with attendance. It's something that continuously eats itself year after year. The team blames the fans. The fan blames the team. Nobody goes to the game. They're in a terrible television contract that they can't get out of. So there's a lot of things that are understandable, but it's still frustrating the fans. So for a regular fan out there who's fit to be tied with the Indians right now, I can't really blame them. Because now it's going to be another couple years. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Speaking of frustrating, um, I think you have one of the best managers in all of baseball in your dog out there in Terry Francona. And he's understood the commitment that the ownership does have and the amount they are going to spend and what the payroll is. But he's found ways and or they've had enough already good players in the system to continue to win and make playoffs and be above 500. If the bottom falls out on this team and they're buried in this division, how's Francona going to handle that? I don't know. I, I feel every year with Terry Francona is a blessing. Uh, there's some, there's a couple fans, and I mean a very few, who are um, critical of Terry Francona. I'm certainly not. Uh, a lot of the media in town aren't. He's probably our favorite. Uh, he's fantastic. He's been fantastic. He's great with the fans. He's great with the organization. I think he's the, even though I can say what I want to about Antonetti and Chernoff, he, he's the guy that people actually trust. And so he's the one, and that leads to more frustration because there's people who just, well, you're wasting Terry's years. You're wasting Terry's talents. And he, with his health problems that he's had, he's had some serious health problems here the last couple of years. We don't know when he's going to be done. We thought he might be done coaching or might be done managing after this last season. And he's going to come back another year, and we're, we're thankful for that. But there's, there's only so much time left that he's going to be a manager for this team before he hangs it up. And when he does it, if they're not in a better position – Boy, there's, it, it, I, I think it's bad now with the fans. I can't imagine what it's going to be like if there's no Terry Francona. I'll tell you that right now. Good seats available at Indian Games. Uh, we're talking to Kenny yeah. Carmen here with us on CBS Sports Radio about the state of sports in Cleveland. Then you got your basketball team, which was sitting on the top of the world, four straight NBA finals, got the parade that they hadn't had in that town in decades, and LeBron delivered. And then LeBron left again. And now since LeBron has been gone, you've gone through several different coaches and some bad seasons. They're playing better basketball this year than they have the last couple of years, but uh, they're not a very good basketball team. Sexton is stepping up and looks like you've got a keeper there. But uh, I know that when LeBron was there, you couldn't get a ticket to a cab game. Now I'm guessing their ticket's also readily available. Where is this Cavalier organization going? Oddly enough, tickets are still kind of scarce. They do, they do okay. Now, you can find tickets much easier than you could with LeBron last year pre-pandemic. And now this year, you know, you have, you have hardcore season ticket holders. But they were still a team that people kind of wanted to come out and see. Uh, there are much more improved than where they were before. They're, they're, they're much better than where they were before, but they're still far away. And they, they're a try-hard team. they got a little bit of talent. You know, Jared Allen looks really good. Um, you mentioned Colin Sexton. He's come on very strong. I think they got to improve from the three-point line. They're playing an 80s style of basketball. I think my goal for them is just like any mid-market team. I think my goal for them is give it to the Indiana Pacers. See if I can get a four-seat someday. See if I can get a five-seat someday. I'm not talking this year, and I'm not even talking next year. I think they'll have to sign Colin Sexton. 
I don't know what they'll do with Garland, but he shows some signs of improvement here and there. He's such a young player. Uh, again, I want to sign Jared Allen long-term. I don't know what to do with Kevin Love's contract. The thing's an albatross hanging around the franchise's neck. They can't get rid of that thing soon enough. And he doesn't want to be here. He's a nice guy and all that other stuff, but he don't want to be here. So you're trying to get rid of that contract. So there's a lot of decisions that they have to make. But you're right. I mean, they go out and they try. They try real hard. They're a fun team to watch. The fans in Cleveland appreciate a team that works hard and tries hard because we've had some NBA teams here. We've had some Cavs teams that, you know, there were some years with Ricky Davis there where things got pretty ugly and they, they just kind of rolled out the basketballs and walked around and lost. So at least this team's kind of fun to watch, but there's a lot of things that they just need to do and a lot of things that just need to fall in the right place for them with the things that they're doing to be an actual contender. Because even at a four seed in the Eastern Conference, are you really an actual contender? No. But at least we're, we do trust J.B. Bickerstaff. We do seem to trust uh, Kobe Allman a little bit more than we did. So we'll see which direction they go, and we'll see whether or not the Gilbert family uh, has patience for those two guys because they've been a little bit impatient in their own right. All right, last Cavs question. Two weeks ago, uh, LeBron came home for his one game a year. Had one last year and this year as well. He had a huge game, a uh, ton of points, helped them come from behind and actually beat the Cavs. I know uh, on your phones it probably goes from yin to yang and goes the complete uh, breadth of uh, possible reactions. So I'm going to ask you to get me into the middle and give me a good generalization. How are Cleveland fans handling LeBron these days? Uh, no better time for the phones to be buzzing after he comes to town and does what he does. All is forgiven. Screw him. I'll never root from another day in my life. Those are the two uh, diametrically opposite ends. Where does most of the middle fall? I think 75 to 80% are thankful that it happened and, and happy with his performance, happy that he came back and made good and wish him well. I think 20% of the fan base never really liked him to begin with. I think that they are they were casual Cavs fans and went for the ride. And I think they loved screaming and yelling about LeBron James when he was gone for four years in Miami. And I think they just went away for the four years he was back, and I think they're happier in hell, and I think it's a sad thing. I think it's a really sad thing, and I hate taking those calls, and I don't like those people even listening to the show. Because the people who are just so anti-LeBron for everything. Listen, politically is politically. Fine, whatever. But the stuff about him coming back and then leaving again, I find that to be a cop-out. It's the NBA. This is going to happen more and more. I, I consider myself lucky to have seen it as a Cavs fan. Because, you know, I was born a Cavs fan, and I'll die a Cavs fan, Jody Mack. And I never thought I'd actually going to get to see a championship. And I don't think I ever will again. But I got to see it with LeBron. My firstborn kid was there to see it with LeBron. I'm happy I couldn't be any happier. If he wants to go out and live the rest of his career playing with the Lakers and, and go do great things philanthropically and, and go make movies and all that stuff, God bless him. I hope he does really, really well. I, I got what I wanted out of the whole thing, and I hope he can go out and get what he wants out of the whole thing. There's absolutely no regrets on my end, and I think with about 80% of the fans, they agree it's the same thing. Speaking of kids, maybe get Bronny, and then LeBron comes back for a third uh, act in Cleveland. We shall see. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Three teams in Cleveland this year, the 2021 sports season. Out of the three, how many are above 500? One. That would be the Browns. Browns. Yeah, that'd be the Browns. The Indians, I think, are going to be around 76 to 78 wins. And I think the Cavs. 
out of 72. Their over-under was 22. I think, it's a, I think they get to 25 to 30, somewhere in there. But I think they're going to be under 500, yeah. And Browns are the only ones that make the playoffs. Um, because they added playoffs this year, they did get a playoff win. So next year, they'd probably have to get two. Can they actually be better next year? Oh, yeah. If they help, if they help that defense, um, you know, Baker's going to have to improve. It's all about a quarterback. You know that. And I think Jared Goff proved that this year with the L.A. Rams. But uh, they can. They can. They got, they got a really good offense. It's just now it's, it's, a, it's the hope of every team to keep everybody healthy and then to improve that defense. And they can. I don't know if they can compete with Kansas City yet. I don't know if anybody can compete with Kansas City yet. But, but everybody else, uh, I think a lot of Browns fans think they got something for them. It's a passionate fan base there in Cleveland that helps keep Ken Carmen uh, employed. We appreciate when uh, we get to hear him on the weekends here on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate him talking with me today. Enjoy the game, Kenny. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. Ken Carmen from uh, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland and a weekend warrior here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we'll continue the conversation of Towns. They got their work cut out for them in 2021. Keep it right here with me, Jody Mack. I'll keep you updated on the big game. Get on my telephone lines. You got the number. Cleveland fans, let me hear from you. 855-212-4227. Jody Mack, hang with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 